You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. with grace that only God supplies. The word of God comes with light as we behold ourselves in him as he behold us in himself. The glorious one highly exalted is exalted in this house today. The word of God comes it shall be divided with precision and accuracy in the knowledge of Christ. No contradictions. No errors. The people of God shall be edified and break forth as an army to bring many to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus. As lights shining in a crooked world to the glory of your name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. We're having a great service already, eh? Telling you, telling you. All right. So, building healthy relationships three. Building healthy relationships three. Building healthy relationships three. So, we just saw that John 2.16 speaks clearly to the fact that the temple is the temple of his body. And you and I are in the body. So it is God's union with man and man with themselves. So it is a threefold God the Father in the Son. And in the Son, we have fellowship with one another. Praise God. And that is what you call the temple. See, that is the temple. All right. So it is very, very, very fundamental. If love cannot be seen practically in the temple, then it is no more a temple. It has lost its nature. It's like when it says that when salt loses its saltness, it has no use. In the same way, if the church doesn't have the nature of love, then it is no church. And the nature of love can only be found in the agape. What is the agape? It's in reference to sacrifice of Christ. God becoming man to die for the undeserved man. So if this foundation is lost, then the essence of church is lost. It must be very, very clear. And you are going to see it so clearly, evidently in the light, in the light of scripture. Very evident. So from today, move your orientation from the fact that the church is a building. You have to. So the church is not a building. Say the church. 
is not a building. Say it like you mean it. Say the church is not a building. Say it again. The church is not a building. So you see, for some of us who look so much at the aesthetics and the architecture of churches before we join, you don't understand church. You don't. And I've seen sometimes people go to a place and they don't have the facilities. That should be a beautiful building, you know, that everybody looks at it and say, wow, wow. But then the message of the church is being preached, yet they walk off. It's like a little child who sees a rich man father and family and looks at their parents because of some money they don't have and walk out of their family. They are naive of the true characteristics of a family. Are you here with me? They are naive. Tell the next person, may you not be naive. So you cannot have all of this understanding and also behave that way. You can't. Say, I can't. All right. So you see, the building of the temple came by the celebration of others. God celebrated man. What was man's state? Man was a sinner. And yet, God celebrated man and died for man when he was still a sinner. Hey. So now, if I begin to describe the nature of love from this perspective, you will know what love is. What we normally think love is, is what the world has described. It's not love. It's not love. If you realize there's nobody without a fault, then you're going to have a problem with relationships. Because when you had every fault, he died for you. He still celebrated you. He never gave up on you and has never given up on you. And he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you till eternity. <laughs> Everybody say after me, you don't go into a relationship just for what you would get. It is called manipulative relationship. Say it again. I don't go into a relationship just for what I would get. It is called a manipulative relationship. So let's look at after the fall of man. And then we'll look at what happened to man. And what we now call love. Yes. Look at Genesis 4, 8 to 9. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. And the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? Did you realize that? Brother has been mentioned how many times? Three times. Did you realize that? So the emphasis is on the relationship. The word brother is the word ark. A-R-C. Ark. <clears throat> no, sorry. A-C-H. It means each to other. 
That's why you have, you have the archbishop together. Bishops together. The one on top of the bishops put together. Arch. So each together is the word. So you see, the question God asked was in relation to the relationship. Where is Abel? So you see, God went to the fundamentals of the relationship. Where is Abel? In other words, you are together. You are responsible for him. And he is also responsible for you. So God asked the question based on how he created man to function with each other. Can you understand it? So he asked, where is your brother? Where is the one you are supposed to work together, stay together, connect together, do things together with? Where is he? So God did not come forth finding. No, no. So you can see how Cain also replied. Am I my brother's keeper? So that is a move from his original functioning. This alone should tell you how Cain has gone off from how he was wired. He knows that he has to keep his brother. And his brother also keeps him. Now, are you getting the point? Yes. You must now understand where he was functioning from. What got him envious? What got him bitter? He started functioning from the place of isolation. I must be the best. So when somebody else is being celebrated, I have a problem. And that's why when people enter into relationships with that understanding that I must be the best, they can fit in. It's not possible. You would in the end act like Cain. Yes. So Cain was uncomfortable about what someone has. And when someone is celebrated, he has this entitlement mindset. Envy, anger, murder set in. All of a sudden, he became a man who cannot be his brother's keeper. Now, listen to this very carefully. This is very important. Do you realize this is the concept of the world now? Each one for himself. God for us all. That is the concept of the world now. What Cain said, am I my brother's keeper is the world's system now. That's how the world operates now. Is the reason why we have the kind of government we have. Is the reason why we have the kinds of families we have. Is the reason why we have the kind of organizations and establishments we have. Because that's how the systems of the world function. So they moved away from the God order. That's why this order must never, never be found in church. The moment it's in church, it is no church. It's no church. It's no temple anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Judas was uncomfortable when Jesus was celebrated by Mary. Same concept. The same concept. Ah. And you see how he put it. And he makes it very subtle. As if 
He really cared for the poor. He said, ah, this woman is wasting everything on, on Jesus. Why? Why would she do that? Huh? This thing could be sold and given to the poor. And then John brought us the real information. His real intention. He said, but he's lying. He's a thief. And he dips his hands in the coffers. But watch this. So you realize they knew because he wrote this after. Don't forget. These books were written way, before, way after Jesus had died and gone. You know that? Oh, you do you know that? Yeah. So he wrote this after. It means they knew. But they were still showing love to Judas. Because that's how they have been trained. To keep one another. To cover one another. To stand with one another. We don't give each other away. It's not the God concept. It's the world's concept. I'll give you away so I can stand. No. The God concept says, I stand with you. We go down together. We come up together. We cannot be divided. What is God's first action when man sinned? He covered man. So God covers the man in sin. He doesn't expose him. You don't know God. It is religion that has blinded you. You don't know God. He covered the man in sin and dealt with the sin. <laughs> and that's exactly what he did in salvation. You don't know your God. He has put that same ability in you. You have that wiring. It is the world that has abstracted your thinking. Get the thinking of the world out. And live your true nature. Love people. Look at Abraham and Lot. Abraham raised Lot. But Lot was in strife together with his people against Abraham. He was operating a different culture from Abraham. So Abraham taught him well. He told his people, we are going to have strife with Lot. And told Lot, there's no strife. We are brothers. And then he told him, you choose. Would you find this today? I brought him from the village. And then you bring, he will bring your picture. When you were coming from the village. With your black politing and your collar. And you say, look at him. I will show him where power lies. But he told the young man, you choose where you like. After that, Lot went into a series of problems. Abraham was there to fight, to deliver him. Check through how Isaac also dealt with the Philistines. Who took his well seven times? Because those times you survive only by the wells. Yes, because water was precious. You don't have pipes and all of these things like you have today. They live by wells. So if you dig a well, you are rich. Because everybody then will come. So he would dig the well, okay? And they will come and take it from him. He didn't fight with them. He left it for them. He would dig another well. He, seven times they took it away. He had trained his people so well. So the people were also with him on the same mindset. I was telling somebody the other day that when we had an issue, those times, if I had taught you rebellion, I can teach you loyalty today. I taught you to fight. Take it. It belongs to us. Take it. And then I come today. No, I've already taught you rebellion. I can now come back to teach you love and loyalty. I can teach you honor because I failed that test. At a point, the people themselves said to Abraham, even your response and your love for God and us 
has changed our minds. We are afraid of you. They confess to him. We are afraid of you. So we have come to make peace with you. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Why do we say that? God is telling you that he's a relational God. And he showed them how to build healthy relationships. He taught them there's no man without a fault. You are a liar going into a relationship with the mindset of the perfect man. As a matter of fact, that is where you actually show that you are not perfect. You actually exposed your imperfection with that mindset. I'm going to take you a series of scriptures. And you're going to see one thing flowing. Say flowing. Now, that's how you're able to know if you come and you listen to the audios, you come to the Wednesday service. I've now been teaching about motifs, patterns. So you see the pattern. Okay, so God always gives us the pattern. So when you want to understand scripture, look at the pattern and follow what? The pattern. Is that very clear? Okay. So you're going to see how they were all writing and the pattern. Say the pattern. Okay. So look at John 13, 34. This is Jesus. So now look at what Jesus says to his disciples. Everybody go. A new commandment I give to you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. Emphasis. You think is ah, what is this? Tautology. Because he already said it. I give to you that you love what? One another. As I have what? Loved you. That you also love what? One another. So Jesus is telling them that there's a new order. Is that very clear? God's intention is this. The law made it the other way. Love the one who loves you. Hate the one who hates you. An eye for an eye. A tooth for a tooth. But that is not God's original intention. And therefore, I am giving you the new order. And then he shows them by example, as I have loved you. So even before his death, he showed them the example of God's love. This was preceding when he had washed their feet. Washed their feet. And some people have made it a ritual. They washed their feet. And they charge 1500 And say, you are not going to step into defeat again. And then you shall, I receive it. You don't receive it. Receive it now. I have to bring the bowl of water here. Okay? So, so, so. <laughs> you are not going to step into disappointment again. Then, yeah. Then you put your feet into it. Then they wash it. Okay? So you now enter into a relationship. And you don't expect any disappointment. <laughs> to your Holy Ghost filled mind. What happened? So you see, it defeats the very essence of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. When he's showing them love, you are using it for commercial purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I heard a story yesterday. Somebody was told that um, um, something that somebody gave them, their mother-in-law gave them the car they are driving. They should take the car and sell it because the one who gave the car to them is a trap. So they should sell it. Someone will now give them another car and say, hey, I'm out for The moment you sell the car, you pay the prophetic fee. And I said, this is wickedness. You're destroying relationships. Yes. And, 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 and you don't even care. You're taking the life out of the man and from his family. All right. So, so very soon, you realize that if we are not careful to understand the new commandment, we always enter into relationships trying to look down on the next person, have our agenda in operation, and we don't care what happens to them. That's the systems of the world. So Jesus said, I give you a new order. Say a new order. Say a new order. And tell them, this new order is now my nature. Say it carefully. This new order is now my nature. Praise God. Look at Romans 1.12. That is that I may be encouraged together with you. Hello? Did you see together with you? Encouraged together what? So you can see Pastor Paul and his member that we are all encouraging ourselves. Is that clear? By what? By what? So... The faith is mutual. Both of you and me. So you see the fellowship. So he says, everything we are doing is on the basis of what? Fellowship. 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 Ephesians 1.15. Go. Everybody read go. Therefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus. Mm -hmm. And your what? Your love for what? Your love for? All the saints. Philippians 1, 4, 5. Go. Always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you, all with what? Joy for your what? Fellowship in the gospel. From the first day until now. <laughs> Look at the next. Colossians 1, 4. Go. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your Love for what? All the saints. Is it becoming clearer and clearer? That the church, the temple, can never be without love for one another. The faith must always be mutual. Otherwise, it loses its essence. <laughs> Let's continue. Go to 2 Thessalonians. 1, 3, go. We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is what? Watch, watch this. As, as it is what? Fitting. So I don't curse God. I don't curse you before God. I thank God for you. So if you see a brother cursing another brother, or you see a pastor cursing the congregation, cursing a member, oh no, no. Now you are before, what do I call it? A shrine. It doesn't feature here. Thanking God always for you is fitting. That is what we do in the temple. We thank God for each other. Hey, are you here with me? It's fitting. 
Watch this. Because your faith grows exceedingly. Uh -huh. And the love of every one of you all abounds. That is church. Philemon 4. Go. I thank my God. Making mention of you. Always what? First John 3. 14. Go. We know that we have passed from death to life. Mm -hmm. Because Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. John nails it direct. We know that you have passed from death to life. In other words, you are truly born again. It will be demonstrated in how you love the brethren. <laughs> he who does not love his brother <laughs> does not know they are born again. They are still living like the dead man. So it is quite clear that the fruit of your salvation is seen in your love for others. Say the fruit of my salvation is seen in my love for others. Alright? So we said last week, God made us deficient by default and only sufficient by association. So God deliberately makes me to be in need for what others have. God deliberately put what I need in others so I cannot live like an island. I cannot live alone. You don't have all the gifts. You don't have all the skills. God made it so. So we will actually thrive on one another. Praise God. Look at Ephesians 4.60. Ephesians 4.60. Are you there? Okay, let's all go together. From whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. Watch this. According to the effective working by which every part, what? Every part what? Every part what? Does its share. Then what would that do? Go. Causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in what? Ask them. Are you doing your part? Please ask them. Why? Are you afraid to ask them? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. I'm sorry to let you know that your gift is not for you. Your gift is for others. God deposited that in you. And that's how you can be a blessing to others. My gift of teaching is not for me. It's for your benefit. If I withhold it, I can be a blessing to you. So the body will not grow effectively. And the saints will not be edified. Because I am withholding my gift. Did you realize that when it came to the edifying, he didn't use plural. He used the body as one component. Edifying of what? Itself. <laughs> is one. 
What it means is that you can't remove the eye for the body to be the same. It will lose something. The functioning of the body will lose something. And so don't just use people and dump them and think you are the same. You are, you are lying to yourself. It's not possible. Because there's something always in somebody that you need. Did you hear that? Yes. Something you need. Say we are born into relationships. Say we are born again. Into relationships. Jesus was asked what is that great of all the commandments. And he quoted two scriptures in the Old Testament and put them together. Look at Deuteronomy 6.5. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your mind and heart and with, all, with your entire being and with all your might. Hello? Oh, hello? Okay, look at Leviticus. So Deuteronomy focused on the loving of God. Is that correct? Okay, now look at Leviticus 19.18. Let's all read it together. Go. Oh, let's all read it. Go. You shall not take vengeance, nor bear any grudge against the children of your people, but you shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. Praise God. So let's look at how Jesus then quoted in Matthew 22, 37 to 39. So he put the two scriptures together. Look at it. So lift up your head, everybody. Let's all look at it. Go. Jesus said to him, mm -hmm, you shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. Now, 38, watch this carefully. Go. This is the first and great commandment. Watch. And the second is like it. What is the second? Go. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You can't love God without loving your neighbor. <laughs> the loving of your neighbor is seen. Sorry. The loving of God is seen in the loving of your neighbor. So you see what John, John was quoting, what Jesus said. Are you getting the point? Yes. That's why John put the two together. What it means is that when I get born again, I am wired eh, to have God's nature. That is the first one. In that nature, you will see me loving you naturally. That is what happened when he created Adam and um, Eve. Are you getting the point now? Yes. That was the figurative. That was the typology. I function in you to function in others. You function in me to function in others. There's no way you can do this if you don't have Christ. It's not possible. Anybody you see trying it, they are doing it, but they have their own personal agenda. <laughs> because it's not wired in them. What his spirit has not given you, you can't have the ability to reproduce it. It's not possible. <laughs> it's not possible. So as I'm speaking, some of you, I know what you have in your mind. Oh, I know that brother. He's a Buddhist. He's a, but the way he can... <laughs> if you know the reason why people do things, check yourself and you will know. <laughs> People's agenda will shock you. The day you 
find out their true intentions, you'll be amazed. It can only take Christ. Say Christ alone. So look at 1 John 4, 20. Everybody go. If someone says what? I love God. Uh -huh. And hates his brother. He's a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen. How can he love God whom he has not seen? So as I'm speaking, I hope you're thinking right. Don't let your mind be flashing how somebody doesn't love you. Then you are not understanding what I'm teaching. You must be looking at how you are not loving others. Then you understand what I'm teaching. Then you understand. You see? Then you are pointing hands. Hey, that man, the way he can pray. And look at the way he treated me. You too look at how you treated somebody. That's the way you should rather be looking at him. How can I love? So what it is is that the Christian is always looking forward to rather show love. Their nature is that who can I show love to? Who is the next person? They are always looking out to show love. That's how God is. <laughs> God is always lavishing you, true or false. You know the kind of things you yourself do and you say, I don't deserve anything. And yet he makes you deserve everything. Yes. It's the same nature you carry. You carry love in you. Oh, praise God. Say, I carry love in me. Do you know that he poured his spirit in you? And do you know that spirit is the spirit of love? So say, love is my nature. Tell them, say, love is my nature. You can't be in this church and be quarreling here, here, here. That you don't speak to somebody. Or every time you are coming, pastor, this person did that. Hey, here. If you find somebody doing something, talk to them. Deal with it. Address it. Okay? Love yourselves. Nobody made you somebody's investigator. For, for, for what? We're going to really look into it. I told you about the Judas experience, did I? You see, they were living with him. Did you see it written? And they went to Jesus and told Jesus, you have to watch Judas. You have to watch Judas. I have not sent you. Okay, so you see, the moment you tolerate that, you are on a mission of division. Because every time somebody is looking at somebody's fault so that they will be on top, so they'll come with somebody's fault and come and say it. And then they'll say this. And then they say it. And then, and then every time there's division. Yes. Yes. You hear somebody talking about a friend? The moment they start talking, tell them, oh, sister, sister Dorothy. Why? Mabel, are you Dorothy? Sister Dorothy, I'm not interested. Go and talk. To Sister Jane yourself. Yes. Kindly talk to Sister Jane yourself. I'll be praying for you. And praying for her. Oh, praise God. Okay. Hey, Sister Jane did that to you. You are the one putting fuel in the fire. You are the one who did that to you. Hey. And they call themselves Christians. We heard about the mouse. 
Let me finish with that. The mouse went to the church. That day, they have found out that Charlie, the mouse is eating all their money. So the financial man or the accountant made sure that that day he left only coins. <laughs> so the moment the mouse entered, didn't see money, didn't see any paper. Everything was gone. And they called themselves Christians. <laughs> That's love now. (laughs) We belong to one another. Say we belong to one another. I belong to you, you belong to me. We cannot betray one another. We cannot stand against one another. Some of you, if you are in another church, or you see, sorry, you see another church, and unbelievers are talking against that other church, don't join them. Don't make that mistake. Don't think, oh, you are the one. It's, oh, we, we do right. We, we don't do that in our church. No, explain whatever it is to them. That's all. But don't act self-righteous. When you leave, you say, ah, even they, they are not together. That's, you think you were promoting? No. 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 Do you realize when you go on evangelism, they say that a lot. So, there's, in God's kingdom, you don't put one down to build another. That's not the nature of love. That's not. Have you learned something today? You want to pray? Talk to your father. Speak to your father. Grace, glorious grace, grace, glorious grace, at the cross you called it finished. Thank you for listening to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.